It's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> the words of God, son. Um, I always get emotional on these days. <laughs> uh, when Larry uh, read Isaiah 6, 1 through 8, oh, I was just getting tears. And I just want Larry to read the whole Bible to me. <laughs> There's something, not, it's not just his accent. It's something about the way the Spirit of God uses him. It's just really powerful. So thank you for that, Larry. Let's revisit Isaiah 6 again. So open your Bibles to the wonderful Old Testament book of Isaiah. It's a little bit after the book of Psalms before you get to the book of Jeremiah, if that helps you at any. <laughs> no shame in looking at the table of contents or also looking on your phones as well. want to give a warm greeting to our 27 plus families, missionaries that are here today. Wow. You'll be um, hearing or seeing them in, in a little bit here. Uh, many of our missionary partners don't get to worship in English like this really ever. And so what a privilege it is to gather here today. And those watching online, missionaries online, welcome. Thinking of John and Julie Clark watching on Sunday night right now from Mali, Africa. So welcome, you guys. You are part of us today. And I'm joined by a wonderful REACH team here. This is Aaron Holm over here, our spiritual formation pastor. <laughs> and John Smalley, our REACH local pastor. Good morning. So along with uh, Kate Walsh, our administrative assistant, we make up our REACH team here at Calvary Church. It's our privilege to serve you here. Um, Isaiah chapter 6, if you're looking there, just quickly, thinking through the weight of this passage and what is actually happening here. Isaiah comes and encounters the holiness of God and it just blows him away, he falls on his face. And then he confesses, woe is me in a sense. I'm a man of unclean lips. He confesses his sin before the holiness of God. And then you look in verse seven of Isaiah six and you see that God takes his confession as feeble and weak as it is, and God in his grace accepts that, atones for his sin, and forgives Isaiah. So you see confession that leads to cleansing. And then in verse 8, you see the commissioning of Isaiah, where he is sent out by God. Here's a little note for all of us. The moment that you confess your sins, you're cleansed by Jesus, you are now commissioned. <laughs> so it's not like, okay, I'll be a Christian for 20 years and then maybe, maybe I'll know enough that I can be sent out and used by God. No, zero, hour zero of becoming a believer in Christ. You go to Harvest Crusade, you walk forward, you give your life to Jesus, guess what? You're now on the mission field <laughs> at that point. In fact, think about it. Maybe your most effective days of your commissioning as a Christian are in those early days as the gospel just feels so new and rich and fresh. Our prayer, even as we walk through today, that it'll feel again new and fresh to you. Mm -hmm. And so as we look through this idea of here I am, Lord, uh, send me, I have a few hand motions that I'd like you to do. <laughs> Aaron and John said, don't do this, but I'm gonna try it anyway. So it goes like this. Here I am, everybody do it. And then there's actually a comma or in some translations a period which we're going to talk about today. So this is your period. <laughs> and then this is send me like an arrow, a bow and arrow. You guys look really good doing this. Oh, man. You're doing this at home. Well done. <laughs> so here I am, period, send me. Wow. 
It's like VBS. I like it. This is wonderful. Wow. Incredible. Um, so teeing you up, Aaron, on that. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Talk to us about this idea of here I, I am. I'm like way more pumped now. <laughs> hey, well, good morning. Uh, it's good to be with you all. So as Matt shared and Eric, our theme is sent this idea of here I am, Lord, send me. Um, and so, you know, every year we try to get away a little bit, you know, not that far, like, you know, we went to Tustin <laughs> so far. And we try to get away and just spend some time um, praying and asking the Lord, God, what would you have our reach theme be for the year? And so this year we went down to this coffee shop in Tustin and outside there's this like beautiful like grassy area with trees and plants and all these bushes and um, we all want like a half an hour prayer walk. And so we're kind of walking, um, not together, just on our own. And I'm walking in this path. I'm like, this is so beautiful. I'm <laughs> like, Lord, um, God, what, what, would you, what do you want to say to me? Like, what would you have our reach theme be in 2022? And I'm walking and I see this bush. And out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, Moses, the burning bush. I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. So I keep walking. I'm like, okay, God, like, I'm going to pray into this because that bush reminded me of the bush that Moses would have seen burning. I have no idea what it actually looked like, obviously. Um, but it, that triggered my mind to think of that. And so I'm kind of walking and praying into it. And I'm like, interesting, okay, Moses says, here I am. Um, what does that mean? Like this idea of offering himself to the Lord, saying, God, here I am. I'm ready to listen to you. And so I'm praying into it. And then, <clears throat> you know, I'm pretty imaginative, but um, I don't really like get usually like smell things, but I literally start smelling smoke. And so I'm walking, and I'm like, I start smelling smoke, and I'm like, okay, I know I was thinking about a burning bush, but my imagination's not that great. So I'm walking, and I'm like, that's weird. So I kind of turn around, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a bush on fire. <laughs> no kidding, there's a bush on fire. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I get it. There's my sign. Um, and then I see this guy who's kind of out there doing his own thing. He's like taking branches off of trees and other bushes and he's starting a fire. And I was like, hmm. So unlike Moses, I didn't approach the bush. I called 911. Um, but, uh, so they came and put the fire out and helped the guy who was starting it. Um, but that's kind of where we landed. <laughs> we, that's where our theme came from. So no, that, we, we brought that back and um, we started talking about this idea of here I am and this heart posture of what that actually represents. And um, so Moses says it, Isaiah says it, and even in the New Testament, um, there's a guy named Ananias who says, here I am, Lord, and God speaks to him. And he's actually like super resistant when God speaks to him. So that's even like a, another interesting thing. But if you have your Bible um, or in front of you, you can open up to Exodus 3, um, starting in verse 1. It's the second book in. So you can head there. This is a just a brief story of Moses, um, who's now in Midian, and it's what it says starting in verse three. Sorry, verse one, chapter three. It says this one day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was not engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, saying, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. 
So as you look at Moses, he's just doing what he normally does on a day-to-day basis. Out in Egypt, he's shepherding his sheep. He's being a shepherd, tending to his flock. And out of nowhere, he sees this bush that's burning, but it's not being consumed. I actually read one um, commentator who said that it's kind of likely that burning bushes were a common thing because it was so hot. But what was unusual about this burning bush maybe was that while the other bushes would eventually burn out on their own, this one was not burning out. It was not being consumed. And so that caught Moses' attention. It was a different, it was something different about it. Something kind of struck him inside. So he, he walked closer. And that's when he hears God calling him, Moses, Moses. And so he comes and approaches the Lord. God didn't want Moses to stay away from the burning bush. He wanted, to approach, he wanted Moses to approach him so that he could share his heart with him. And what was God's heart? When we read, uh, you know, verses 5 through 9, we see that God's heart is to free his people and to use Moses as the one to free them. God has heard the cries of his people. They've lifted it to him, and God has compassion on them. And so he's calling to Moses to share his heart with him, to share his plan with him. And so then we get to verse 10. And it says this, God is telling this to Moses. Now go, for I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? And God answered, I will be with you. And he tells him about the sign he'll see to know it's God's, know it's time. So Moses has this fear. Or this worry, God, who am, who am I that you would send me? And God says, I'll be with you. I'm just asking you to go and to be obedient. And so we look at this passage of Moses. And for me, what strikes me in this chapter, this verse, um, is that Moses was paying attention. The burning bush was not going out when it should have. It wasn't being consumed. And so Moses paid attention to that. And I want to ask us the same question. Are we paying attention to how God is speaking to us? Are we looking around? Yes, it could be external things that God uses, but also internal. Are we paying attention to what's going on inside of us? Are we learning and growing in discernment to know the voice of God, to know when he is calling us to go to someone and to tell them something, to love them, to bless them, to share the good news of Jesus, to be and represent Christ to them? Are we paying attention to how God is speaking to us and saying then, here I am? I think often we can go through life and I know I've been in this case where I'm like at Target or something and I'm like, oh, I think I need to go talk to that girl. There's this internal, like, this is different. I should go talk to her and ask her how her day is. And then sometimes I'm just like so resistant because I'm like, I'm going to be so weird if I just go up to this random person. But I think that's the resistance in me but I want to be someone who's like, okay, Lord, here I am. Is this you talking to me and having me go and talk to this girl? Because maybe she needs some encouragement today. So as we pay attention then, are we able to say, God, here I am. And I, and I think the trouble with saying here I am sometimes could be some fear that is blocking us. and maybe a lack of trust in God. And I think all of us need to work on the barriers that are causing us to not trust God, to ask God, 
God, what am I fearful of? What is it? God, why don't I trust you? What is blocking me? And maybe once we start working on these things, we could begin to be open and say, okay, God, here I am. What would you have me do? And this here I am, the biblical here I am that we see throughout Scripture actually means this idea that, God, you have my full attention. I am at your service. I am all in. And I will be so honest with you, I wanted to pray this prayer when I was like in high school, in, you know, college. And now I want to say I'm all in. But there is fear that comes up. And that's a trust issue for me. Why am I not trusting God? And so I encourage you to pray into that a little more. Um, So that's the beginning of here I am. Now John's going to talk a little bit about the middle, the in-between. The in-between. That's right. Um, Thank you, Aaron, for kicking us off like that. Yeah, are we listening? Can we... Can we discern the Lord's voice if he was to come to us and say, who will go for us? Who shall I send? Like, are we hearing that? And, and then is our posture, well, I'm here. And then the question is, what does that gap look like between here I am and send me? So I am really excited today to talk to you all about punctuation. <laughs> I really want to talk about that gap between those two statements. Um, it, depending on the translation that you have, you might have a here I am comma send me. You might have, uh, it might be the NLT that gets really excited about the here I am with ESV. an ex- ESV with the exclamation point. Here I am. <laughs> You might have a semicolon. I don't know how to say that. Uh, But no matter what punctuation you have there, there is a pause. There is a breath between here I am and send me. And I don't know what that looks like for you. For my family, when we said, God, here we are, when we were, were overwhelmingly burdened, with the prospect of people around the world that could live their entire life and never encounter the good news of Jesus, we said, uh, uh, we're here, but there was no send me. It was just, here I am. But I didn't know what next, okay? And so I... I got to take a trip with my in-laws, Tom and Gail Shook. We went to Southeast Asia. This was 2011. And I got to meet with some, like, underground ministry type of things and, and these, these church workers, and I'm getting excited about all the potential of, of sharing the good news of Jesus in this um, heavily unreached area. And it was starting to get overwhelming. And I'm, and I'm hearing God, like, who will go for us? Who will we send? Who will go for us? Who will we send? And I just needed to, to take a break. So I, I went back to the hotel, and I jumped in the pool. I'm just doing laps. And I'm like, well, here I am, God, but well, what, could I, what could I do? Like, how do you just move? What, is, what does that look like? And I'm just doing laps. And kind of out of the corner of my eye, I see this, uh, this gentleman about 20 years older than me who's got one hand on the pool deck and the other one is trying to, trying to swim. And he's kind of looking at me. And you know that look where when you're at the gas station currently and you're just filling up and you're watching those numbers 
and then this Tesla goes by. <laughs> it was that kind of a look, like there's something over there that I, I would like. So this guy clearly wanted to learn how to swim. <laughs> he couldn't. Uh, I, all I did was a, approach him in the pool, and I just started motioning. Like there was, no, there was no English. I didn't know what language he spoke. And I just started doing these, these swimming motions. And he started to repeat after me. And he, we got his hand off of the pool deck. And I showed him how to kick, showed him how to breathe. And in a matter of minutes, you know, this, this adult male is now swimming. Mm -hmm. um, and God said, here you are, mm -hmm. just being yourself. Yeah. Like, that's all that I've, I'm requiring of you. Just be yourself. The, uh, what turned out to be his daughter came poolside and called, called me over a little later, and she was our translator there from Saudi Arabia on vacation. Um, and that was just like one confirmation. M Malaysia is, is predominantly um, Islamic, and I didn't know how. How in the world can I relate? And God just said, just, just be yourself. Um, and that was, that was the first question. That was the first obstacle. That was the first unknown between that gap of here I am and send me. And, and that went on for another two years. It was not instant, right? My whole family, we went to Indonesia on a scouting trip. Can we survive here? We feel like God is sending us to Indonesia. And so we've, we've done as much prep and equipping that we could. And now we need to know if we can, if we can fit on that team, be invited on that team and, and actually live in that area. And so here I am again. Here I am. I didn't even do that on purpose. And we're, we're walking down busy streets in Indonesia. It's on the equator, just dripping with sweat, looking for some air conditioning. Okay. We're just walking down the street. And then once again, God's like, who will I send? Who will go for us? I said, well, I'm already here, but I'm hot. And God, I don't know how I'm going to draw people to you. Like, I, you told me to be myself. That's fine. But how, how do I win people for you? Right? And I'm sure he was just laughing at me, just giggling when I'm asking those questions. Right? Because my family, I've got four little ones, the youngest um, little blonde child. And we go walking into this air-conditioned, like, mega shopping center. And we get mobbed by people because they wanted to see the little blonde, right? And instantly when I had asked, God, I'm here, but how do I draw people to you? God said, I draw people to me. Mm -hmm. That's not your job, right? And all of a sudden, I found myself in this place. <gasps> okay, send me. I love it. You ready to go? You ready to be sent? <laughs> so this idea of a posture of listening, of waiting, pausing, using just your own unique experiences and personalities, and God's the one that draws. And then we say, Lord, send me. And again, kind of going back to what Aaron was saying, if we're really honest with ourselves, though, maybe the theme of this week should be, here I am, send someone else <laughs> right because there's still a fear even when God's calling us we hear from him clearly Lord 
what if what I'm sent to is tough? When you read uh, the rest of Isaiah chapter 6, if you're still there, you can even just glance at it. Isaiah's given a tough message to give to the people. God says, okay, I'm sending you. And what he sends Isaiah to say is not easy to hear. Your cities will be destroyed. You are going to face judgment. How many of you want to be sent to give that message, right? There is, though, just a a wonderful nugget that's uh, tucked into verse 13 of Isaiah chapter 6, that last line. Isaiah is sent to proclaim hard news, tough news to the people, but then there's always grace involved when it says, the holy seed is its stump. And that's a messianic reference right there. That Isaiah is given a tough task, a tough calling and being sent, but there's grace in that as he's proclaiming the Messiah, which eventually you get to Isaiah 53 and beyond, you see this clear picture of Isaiah sent to talk about the Messiah, the, the future one, the Savior, Jesus. But it wasn't easy for him. It might not always be easy for us when we're called, when we're sent to our coworkers, when we're sent to our family who doesn't acknowledge Jesus, when we're sent cross-culturally. It's, it's not always an easy thing. About three years ago, I think it's about three years ago, COVID, do you even remember any time, like, could have been three days ago, three years. I don't know. It's all blurred together. But I think about three years ago, we sent out a bunch of Christmas cards to our missionary partners around the world. Sent them out, hoping that they'll get there, right? About a year and a half after we sent this Christmas card, our office received a card back from Victor and Anna Apungu in the Philippines. It was actually not a card from them. It was the card we had sent to them coming back a year and a half later to our office with some type of Filipino stamp on it with a, what I could make out to say like return to sender. And I was just curious about what do you think the life of that Christmas card was for that year and a half? Don't you wish you could have had a camera on that card for that year and a half? Did it hang out in different post offices and the village in the Philippines? Uh, Was it just simply down the street here in Santa Ana the whole time? Like, what was the journey of this sent one? If you were to put a camera on the lives of our missionary partners, who you'll meet in just a moment, and you were to follow them day by day, even this last season, it hasn't been easy. Our partners would tell you firsthand, it's tough. There's days I want to quit. There's days that this is lonely. There's days that, Lord, send anybody else. And yet, God is faithful. Amen? Amen. I want to end this portion on John chapter 20, verse 21. So if you're in Isaiah or still in Exodus, flip over to the New Testament to John chapter 20. The context of John 20, it's post-resurrection. It's post-Easter. Jesus is alive. He's conquered sin. He's overcome death. John 20, 21. Jesus finds the disciples hiding out, scared. 
in the upper room wondering what to make of all this that Jesus was nailed to a cross and then there's witnesses who now say he's alive, the tomb is empty and then Jesus shows up. And in chapter 21, I'm 20 of, and then verse 21, it says this in John. So Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. When you say, here I am, Lord, send me, could it be tough? Yeah, it could be. Who's the one that sends you though? The Lord Jesus himself. Wow, what a commissioning. And then look at the next line. And when he had said this, this is Jesus talking, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says, the Father sent me, now I am commissioning, I am sending you, but I'm not sending you empty-handed. The Holy Spirit in you will give you the strength and the power to fulfill this calling. That is good news right there. Can it be tough? Yeah. Is it scary? Yeah. Here I am, Lord, send, uh, send me. Holy Spirit, go with me. So that's what we want to proclaim and encourage you with with this theme. This is the truth of who God is and how he calls us. Mm. Oh, Aaron, would you, would you pray? And just yeah. as God's speaking to each of us, just mm. pray that this would just be something that just goes deep into our hearts. <laughs> yeah, pray with me. Just even take a moment and um, just pray that. Say, Lord, here I am. And then just pay attention to what kind of goes on in you. As you say, here I am, is it scary? Is there resistance? Is there joy? Eagerness? What is it? What, what are you feeling? What comes up for you when you say that? Maybe your prayer begins with, here I am, Lord. Help me to want to say, send me. God, here I am. Help me to want to even offer myself in that way. So, Father, we come before you as a church. And God, I thank you even for the reminder that your Holy Spirit is with us. We are not alone in this. Father, would we be a people who desire to open our hearts to you, to let you love us, Lord, and to hear your voice, to ask God, who would you have me love? In particular, God, who would you send me to today? God, is it my neighbor? The neighbor that's really hard to love? The neighbor that I'm really fearful about even saying the name of Jesus around? Or God, is there a people group overseas 
a different nation, Lord, that you are calling me to. God, how would you use my skills and my passions in my life as a means to spread the good news? So, Lord, I pray that this would be our heart posture. God, we thank you that you're always with us, leading us, guiding us. May we be a people who learn how to discern your voice amongst the many, many voices that we hear. And then, God, may we trust you and grow in trust and love for you so that we are willing to go when we hear your voice. Because, God, you are worth it. We love you, and we thank you for this time, and we praise you for your good. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, can we thank John and Aaron for sharing with us as well today? Here. <laughs> we want to give you some immediate next steps. Pray, give, go. You've heard us talk about this before. In the idea of prayer, uh, we have a new prayer booklet that is available for you hot off the presses. And we want you to pick this up. There's a tent in the courtyard as you leave today. Will you pick up this prayer book? It has most and many of our missionary partners in here with specific ways that we can be praying for them in this year. So please, please pick this up. Use it as a resource. One of the best things we can do is be praying for our partners. And then everyone take out their phones right now. I know sometimes you're like, oh, don't put your phone out in church. No, now do it. <laughs> we want to send you, get it, sent, send, send you. We want to send you a text message every day this week at 10.02. And so the way to sign up for this is simply, oh, go back to uh, this slide right here, um, is to text this number and follow that information. And you'll get an immediate text right back in this service. And then tomorrow at 10.02 a.m., for those of you that need to go to bed before 10.02 p.m., don't worry. We'll only do a.m. For those of you that wake up after 10.02 a.m., I'm sorry. But uh, so 10.02 a.m. tomorrow and then throughout next week, every day, you'll be receiving a text of specific ways that you can be praying. Give. Calvary Church, you are the most generous people. Just blown away. We asked you to consider giving towards our UK, Ukraine project with Oleg and others. $25,000 came in in one weekend. Just amazing. Thank you, Lord. And so we ask that you continue to give, give faithfully. Uh, we have a bucket called general, uh, I guess we'd call it like tithe and offering. That's uh, to maintain the ministries of Calvary Church. If we don't give to that, then Calvary Church will kind of shut down. So we give there out of abundance and joy. And then above and beyond that, we give towards our reach ministries here at Calvary. In order for a, a dollar to go to our reach fund, you have to designate it. You have to let us know that's where you want it to go. And through that, we're able to support our missionaries on a day-by-day, month-by-month, yearly basis. So I encourage you to give and then go. Let's go. Some of you are being called even today to consider short-term, mid-term, or long-term service to Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to talk to us. We'd love to point you in some directions of how you could go. I'm going to pray again and then... We're going to meet some of our missionaries. So they're going to come on up here. They're going to introduce themselves, tell you where they're sent. Before they do that, though, let's respond with worship and music after I pray. So let me pray. Father, I thank you 
that you are so worthy to be sent by. So God, would you give us hearts to pray? Would you give us generous abilities to give? And then God, would you have us go? In your name, amen.